Hold the Maneuver podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. We're two hardworking dads trying to immerse ourselves into Star Wars and fit it into our very busy lives. If this is your first time listening and or watching, in this sometimes short-form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. So join us as we purr to execute the Hold the Maneuver. All right. You got you to go to Arizona, don't you? Yeah. Hey, he'll be back. Don't worry. to another episode of the Hold the Maneuver podcast. This is episode LVII. Uh, I believe that's 57, I think. Uh, this is for us, the Ahsoka season finale, part eight, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord, but there was no Narnia in this episode. Uh, this week, we have returning guest Andrea from Coach Beard's Book Club. Hello. And Aspen Webster. What's up? And Kenny Madison from Trek Wars Pod. Like, share, and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Click that subscribe button. Click that like button. <laughs> and and Mike was taken over by Dark Magic with a K from the Night Sisters. So we wish My him girls. well, and hopefully that he he feels better soon. Uh, so I I would say sorry. I know you've got a whole thing, but I would be honored. <laughs> I would be honored to be possessed and taken over by the night sisters i just need everybody to know <laughs> so you'd, you'd want to have your I, eyes burned out just like morgan i'm yeah and do it yes to, to be chosen yeah i can understand that i agree so, i think there are people that would pay good money to have their eyes burned out by the dathomir witches it, it's me i'm yeah. the one yeah aspen i'm the one you're the one <laughs> i will pay money i would be like <laughs> Hello. How many, how, how many Republic credits? Uh, what's the exchange rate? Um, <laughs> couple thousand. Couple thou. Who knows? <laughs> Probably it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, what's up? So anyway, um, he could, he should be so, you know, we could be so lucky as Mike uh, to be. Yeah. And that's somewhere. actually a good segue too, because, you know, what cargo did Grand Admiral Thrawn load on his ship for the Great Mothers? Probably like more... Troopers? Like more zombie stormtroopers? Oh, you'd think. But he he doesn't care about them. Oh. So maybe that's not it. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, it was carry-on luggage and a, a few checked hags. <laughs> I have to press all the buttons. To... Oh, cool. No, just going to... Yeah, I, I got to do all all the stuff since Mike's not here. <laughs> what to say since yeah. Dad's not here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, to be I, I love Mike, but I I think in this case I in this You're this the... friendship I I would be <laughs> the the dad probably. Um, like as I, in of the but, two of you as not, dads. Not, yeah, not in a Pedro Pascal uh, like. Wait, yeah, not like that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stop talking before I like. I, no, please, know. please continue. I need I to know more about on. Daddy. We no, want to hear because this is live on the internet, and all the, the zero people watching it right now are gonna, you know, clip that. Hey now, hey it's now, me. it's us. We're gonna we're gonna clip it, and then we're gonna use it as payment to the people would pay good money to <laughs> to have you call them Daddy. <laughs> Poor yeah, I think you should look into it. <laughs> so speaking of that uh I guess what we can do is that we'll we'll go 
uh, round robin again, like we usually do with talking about the episodes. Uh, and even though Mike is not here, he is here because he sent a video clip in of him talking about his thoughts on the episode. It's about two minutes. Uh, so I guess what we can do is we'll, we'll hear Mike's thoughts and then we'll go uh, with Andrea, then Aspen, then, then Kenny, and then I'll go last. Just like taking all of your, your thoughts and process them. Um, Incredible. And then, so here's Mike's thoughts on the Ahsoka season series. Series. They don't really kind of give us any leeway of knowing whether it was a season or series finale, what's coming in. Is there season two or is the movie next or what's that? All right. But so here's Mike's thoughts. Coming from the shadow realm. Hello. Thank you for including me this week in my absence. Unfortunately, the fever is kicking my nuts and I can't, I can't be there. Live with y'all. I have some thoughts on this. I've included it in our uh, notes thing, so I'm not going to give too many spoilers in my overall review. I'll let Mark bring them up throughout. But this episode felt like a good... It wasn't a good finale, a good build, a good setup for the next set of this, um, this book, I guess you can call it. Because Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and all that, they're all, anything Dave Filoni's making it seems to be all converging towards this, a big movie. Big, uh, or something bigger. Well, um, yeah, I, not much was wrong with this, in my opinion, in terms of the way the story was told. For the episode, for the series, I would have probably uh, combined episodes like one through three or four into like one or two. And then added a little more meat in the middle instead of the meat up front. Meat up front. I really right. enjoyed this episode from the uh, bat, like the fights, the all the saber battles. It was comical that last week Ezra didn't want a lightsaber, didn't need one anymore. He said he used the he had the force. That's all he needed. Then this week he's panicking, panic building his new lightsaber. So that was a little like, okay, maybe he realized he does need it. I don't know. Kind of sucks. Uh, Balin won't be played by Ray Stevenson moving forward. He did a great job. He stole every scene he was in. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. Unless they're going to just have him be wolves or something. I keep seeing mention of Norse Viking something gods that would, uh, when they converge, they could create Ragnarok. Him and Shin are supposedly supposed to be them. Um, looking forward to where this is building to in terms of a movie or other next series because that's what Dave Filoni seems to have done. Um, yeah, my notes are throughout. My overall arching comments on this uh, episode it was it was a good finale. It was a good wrap-up. I enjoyed this series uh, th pretty much throughout. It was kind of laggy at first, but it picked up and saved itself. Uh, worth, definitely worth a watch. Didn't feel I needed to watch Rebels too much. I don't feel I missed out too much based on all the recaps I watched. Mark probably disagrees because of all the questions and dumb shit I've said throughout the review process. But, hey, such is life. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for coming out live. Thanks for being here, all the guests. Uh, sorry I couldn't be there, but, you know, fever's kicking my ass. Oh, not, not, went, to the, not went to the back. So... First, I'm gonna I'm gonna razz Mike a bit. We, we both went right. to film school, Sorry. and hello, thank you oh, for including no. me this. Mike, whoa, 
he Quite. he heard you Freak in hey. my absence. Hey. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm, just, I'm gonna be razzed. I'm just gonna haunt you. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I was gonna make fun of him for his framing in that one spot. I was, I was like, we went to film school, Mike. Why, why are you sh shooting the the shot so it's like this on your face at that? One? I the will forgive him because he has a because of yeah. You went to film school. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exciting. I mean, all all it does is give you student loan debt, and then listen to get, a, to get a job you could get without getting student loan debt. It gives you valuable social experience that you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise. Okay. Be nicer to yourself. Mark. Yes, King, go off. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, Mike did also send me, uh, although I think he, this is just what he just said, because on the notes, yeah, it looks pretty much exact. Yeah, so yeah, the notes he put in our, our show notes are the same thing so mm -hmm. but yeah so going from mike's thoughts does anybody agree with anything that, that mike said that they're going to bring up in their own thoughts uh, <laughs> i just like i don't i don't agree with anything i think it was all absurd all right. <laughs> there's all like right. a couple of things i'll bring up but yeah i'll, I'll put a little pin in it wait for I my do, turn i do agree with mike that uh some of the things could have definitely been condensed yes um, i agree absolutely. with that me too and yeah. the Balin comment too. I like Balin a lot. Or Ray. Yeah. I like Ray a lot as Balin. I really, yeah. yeah. He was an interesting character. That's the big one. Cause like we can get into it, but I, you could tell that Balin had that sort of vibe of like, I'm going to go back and have a real, uh, like come back to the beginning, almost like make it. So things never happened sort of like vibe to it. You know, who knows what it's actually going to be. And, Mm -hmm. So it just, it's interesting wherever he was going with that character and then just his gravitas as a person. So it feels like such a bummer. Yeah. <sighs> but I'm still into bangs. So she's got this, the, the ability to, that's her, that's her name is what I call her, bangs. Makes sense. <laughs> so she's. Shin bangs hottie. Personally, uh, I would like to start the cast Aspen as Balin Skull mm -hmm. campaign here. Yep. Aspen yeah. is an accomplished actor. Uh, you are an accomplished actor. You're, I, you're an incredibly, you're also a smart actor too. I'm an improviser. <laughs> I don't that memorize. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much. I will also take your compliments. I will be bulking up and dyeing my hair white. And growing perfect. a beard. Growing a perfect, perfect beard. Oh, I'm so into it. I'm just going to be walking around and going, this battle maybe, is maybe. my own. <laughs> yeah. I say maybe, maybe I'll shave off half mine. Kenny can shave off half of his, and then we'll send that to you, and then that'll be like one, Perfect. one beard. Yeah, absolutely. Give and me then it'll power. Just look, it'll just look like Kenny has a beard if he looks like one way and looks like he's clean shaved. Mm -hmm. Sexy. That's how it'll work. <laughs> That's how it works. And I'll give you my gray hair. Oh my god! Then... There we go. Oh my god, this is perfect. I could just I'll remove all of my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Look at the teamwork. <laughs> I love this. What a supportive group of people for this reasonable task. <laughs> yes. Did you say a, a reasonable task? A oh, reasonable task. Did now? Yeah, okay. There you go. I was gonna be like, that's like a, a Kenny level pun. Uh. <laughs> I don't. Nope. 
even I mean, know how in, it's up. In terms of raisin puns, I would personally do something that's a little bit dried out more. I mean, that is very prunish of you. But yeah, I, I think as far as for me, I overall, I liked the, the finale to it. Uh, but so what, what we'll do now is that we'll go into like our, our recap of the episode, kind of touching on some of the stuff we didn't already talk about and like touching on some of the the things we may have not already covered. But the thing like with the episode, how it like started to is with a Morgan getting her kind of reward uh, for helping the great mothers. And, uh, and as we said, I don't think, I don't think we were live yet at that point, but where uh, Aspen said she would, she would pay money to also have her face burned and to get her reward to become part of the, the great mothers and the night sisters. Turn me into a night sister. I'll walk around going sisters. I get, I get sisters. <laughs> I can only assume that she got her eyes burned and now she can see many things that mere humans cannot. The end. So yeah, I would like that. I would like that smudgy face. <laughs> it just looked like she'd been crying and all of her, her mascara had run down her, on her face. Yeah. Because as we know, Night Sisters wear, wear a lot of mascara. Oh yeah, they're out there. They're out there, like uh, setting the set the tone, doing the cool cool shit. And when when she got the uh, the sort of the sort of Talzin, right? Talzin, yeah. yeah. That's the that's this that's this great mother behind me, Talzin. I I just said to myself, Morgan learned the power of self respect. <laughs> Which power? Yeah. Uh, and then I know Andrea had a, had a a few notes like about the, like that that scene with with her there as well. That that was one of the hi the highlights for me were the witches. I thought their presence on screen was really great. <laughs> um, they were, I mean, I and they were right characters that I love from Rebels. I thought they were well represented in this show. Um, I do wish there was a stronger show of power from them. Yeah. They're like, very I don't, I don't we've seen Right. We haven't really seen everything they can do. And, and, you know, and maybe this wasn't the time to unleash everything, which is understandable. But, I mean, the zombie stormtroopers, I think, we like, unanimous, we've all agreed, were pretty badass. And those are from the witches. I, but it is, a, it is a good point that it's, like, it's almost like, you know, in, like, superhero movies when you're, like, we could have brought in that super-powered person to come in, but I think they would have just, like, finished it too fast. Right. Didn't do that! Didn't do that! And catapult through the story! Or, or, alternatively, they are powerful, but they're not that powerful. Like, they're pretty powerful, but, have, like, reanimating a whole bunch of corpses takes a lot of power. Could have been, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, yeah. they got beat in Rebels, too. Talzin is dead. Like, you know, so there is that. I don't have unlimited. Exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. Can you see how fast, Andrea, I went from being, like, totally with you to Kenny using it against us? And I was just like, Kenny, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only thing. No, it's not the only thing Kenny and I disagree on, but it's causing a lot of a lot of riffs <laughs> oh no can he get away from me i just i didn't mean to bring it up oh my god i hate that we're doing this i didn't even mean to i'm so sorry He's masterpiece it's a masterpiece film <laughs> oh my I've god anyway anyway i'm with you i love the witches 
And I love Matrix Resurrections. Ah. Uh, you know what I what I liked? Uh, Ahsoka's ship rolling low and slow with the, the hermit crab hobbits. <laughs> now, explain. Now, explain to me. <laughs> oh boy, I am I am going to function as the nitpicker, and I'll, hopefully, all three of you will team up against me. Um, why, if they're trying to stop Thrawn, why don't they just warp there and stop them? Why are they protecting the little dudes? Why don't they just go warp and and take care of Thrawn now? Like, why not just do that? When time's not on their side, why don't they just do that? Were they? But I don't. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I don't know if they were. Where were? Where were they choosing to protect them over? Well, because they were literally using the ship as a shield for the little dudes. Oh, as in, like you're saying, they're trying. They were going at a slower pace than they could have. They could have just taken the ship there, gone straight there, and yeah. then done it. Why not do that? Because they can't leave the helpless unhelped. Kenny again. Jedi, Jedi, can't leave the helpless unhelped. Uh, leave, leave like a like a can of mace behind. Can of mace window. Um, I, uh, uh, I mean, I think it's an interesting. I mean, it's not an interesting question. Uh, it's not an interesting question. I don't think it matters. Next thing, Aspen's going to be like Matrix Resurrections is a masterpiece. You're right. <laughs> I, just, I uh, my like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be nitpicky back at you like i get it there's a lot of plot stuff that happens right in anything just like plot armor protects people and like yeah how did luke skywalker figure how is luke skywalker able to be able to pilot an x-wing uh so expertly and be able to blow up the death star the answer is because the movie needs to happen and also He's a, he's, he's a pilot and he's and yeah and he's he's has been like he he's a pilot he was a pilot on Tatooine he probably was like got some quick easy understanding of how to like fly the x-wing and he was good I don't need those things explained to me for it to be a good story mm-hmm. agreed this is this where, where we, and, and also and also when the entire <laughs> reason for the well, not the entire reason. It's to also find Ezra, but whenever they're also like, whenever Ahsoka's like, we have to stop Thrawn. We have to stop Thrawn by any means necessary. Yes, so all of this yes, jeopardy. Yes, and yes. <laughs> Sad effects. I was like, is that me? I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then and then your characters are like, kind of slowing down. It robs the world's deadliest villain, the galaxy, the universe's deadliest villain of Grand Admiral Thrawn, of real uh, stakes and tension because they're kind of lollygagging. Okay. I think I want to like argue with it and be like, they didn't know, or I don't know. They're like, they're, or if it is for the sake of protecting these guys, I actually do think that's pretty valid because they're like, what if they come back and hurt them and they are valuable to us and we care about them, we love them, and we want, we need to, like Andrea said, keep the innocent safe. And that what? is valuable too. Yeah, I don't if like If you throw that, them then. away, then who are you? If you throw them away, then who are you? Who are you? I don't like that though. Kenny, what do you like? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> A bad movie, great. 
great. It's a, it's a great movie. It's a great. It's a great movie. <laughs> Crazy that it exists. It's a subversive masterpiece. It also that also speaks to how to exist in an increasingly terrible hellscape. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. We do not agree. I do not agree. I'm sorry. Everyone will be. Everyone I, will be with me in eight it. years. Mark. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you're going to agree with Aspen and Andrea for sure. For sure. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. No, you it's, will. It's been sitting over there on my shelf for like a year plus. I just haven't opened it. You need to watch it. it. It's great. Oh my god. I watched it. I watched it, and I was just like, "This must be how people." felt whenever they watched Mad Max Fury Road for the first time because I was electric. That is how I felt watching Mad Max Fury Road. Actually, speaking of the first time something happens, I know we're doing a recap, Mark, uh, but that but there's a segue here. Uh, right. Skipping ahead to Sabine, you know, I think, I think you know, there's a bit about uh, she uses the lightsaber a few times. She's not... She doesn't have the same skill set that, you know, Ezra and Ahsoka have. Um, she's still trying to, and there's that great bit about, again, not to step on anybody's notes, about, like, it's being an, a Jedi or it being, like, a, connecting to the Force isn't actually all about uh, lightsabers, which I agree with 100% mm. and I'm super into as a concept. Um, she does have her moment, her, like, Sabine moment where she's, you know, like, one of the like zombie stormtroopers has her and her lightsaber is over there and she gets it with the force. And that to me, segue point, felt very much like the moment when Luke is in the Wampa Cave and finally is able to get the lightsaber to cut himself free. Like it feels like a real moment that had a lot of work put into it and it didn't just like it, it has a depth to it. And I like had a little like yay moment and it felt yes. it felt like very earned. So. I agree. That was a good. That was that was a good moment, and I think she, yeah, she showed um, her growth, and she showed, uh, and th that was just a badass moment. Yeah, like to the point of like just getting it and then turning it on in it. Like that was cool. Oh, what a I great love kill. that move. What I love him. I love a move where you're just holding a lightsaber and then you just turn it on. It stabs someone. <laughs> I love that move. <laughs> that was awesome. I liked it. Oh, okay. We got something. We got something. Yeah, I just thought of that segue. I know again, I got us off course, but 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 but, but that was pretty cool. great. Yeah, lightsabers—they're pretty cool. It's pretty cool. They don't make a Jedi. They don't make a Star Wars movie. Yet they are still pretty cool. And yeah, like I yeah, I do have that in the notes too. But uh, and I liked because uh, I remembered that like Kanan said almost that verbatim to Ezra. I think like in season one of Rebels, where he said. Having a lightsaber doesn't make you a Jedi. So and I, I think I think it was almost like word for word. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, oh, and the so, Kanan references. Oh yeah, there's the a Caleb ton of Kanan Dune. references. Which, again, not to like jump ahead, but like when Sabine saw like at the very end when she was looking out into like the moonrise, moon, the the night sky. Uh, I had thought maybe like she was going to see a, a cane in Force Ghost. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, that's not going to make sense because she doesn't really, I mean, she kind of had that connection with Kanan, but like if I would, that would have kind of made me like slightly upset. Cause I was like, if Kanan's going to show up to anybody as a Force Ghost, it's going to be 
Ezra. Ezra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or or his son Jason. <laughs> sure. But also, or, but... or his kind of uh, like common law wife Hera. Not to get into it, but you know, being a Force ghost is something you have to practice doing. You don't just yeah. get to be a Force ghost once you die and you're a Jedi. So it's like a, an art, you know, that they had to discover. My cousin Ray's a Force ghost. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. You did it. I I killed them. Yeah he 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 just became a Force ghost. He's cool. Does oh. he run an occult bookshop in New York City? Yeah, that's right. Is it called to raise a cult? Yeah, that's what nice. it's called. Yeah. Nice. They got one. I'm ready to believe you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a, a point towards the lack of like, so you brought up that scene where she's looking out, right? And she's like, I see something. And, you know, Ahsoka turns back and she's like, you know, what do you see? She's like, I see something, right? Then Sabine walks away and then Ahsoka sees it. And Sabine turns around and just looks at her. And like, there's not a moment, there wasn't a moment of Sabine being like, what, what do you see it too, right? Like almost this like, I don't know. It was just kind of like they were both like giving each other a moment to stare and then no one said anything. I'm like, I don't know. That just felt so weak. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I, I actually feel like for what it's worth, I, I have the same feeling about everybody's acting in this show that I, I think I had about the way Brie Larson played Captain Marvel, where mm. most people are like, mm, not enough. And I was just like, I think she's doing a lot of work. And Freaking we just... <laughs> love Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I think Captain Marvel yeah. is a very underrated film in the Marvel canon. Yeah. And that's not to say me bringing that up doesn't like, you know, I, I'm sure other folks agree with me, too. But I, I've been kind of coming at it from that perspective where I'm like noticing a lot that's like happening in faces. And so moments like that, maybe even though they don't say it, I can tell that there's maybe a moment of connection. So but uh, a different kind of story like Rebels is going to have a lot less like I, I hear the, the points of stoicism for sure. There's a lot more of like mm, versus like in the original stories, <laughs> yeah. you have more of people being like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. adaptation i'm saying that to kenny go out of my face you're <laughs> right about, i have to agree with you about adaptation we can't look at it all as yeah anyway go ahead mark sorry well i was, I was gonna say some of the is maybe just like the um the era of acting too like depending on like because hmm. how, how people would act on screen say like in different eras of film i I think can can be like partly to that too as far as just because of the different technology that's available to them so some people might may have to they would have had to like way overact like before there's sound because you know that's all (gasps) they can do to act but then then they do get sound and then they're like oh wait i don't really know how to act with this but and and if people want, want to watch a movie about uh, sound becoming on film. You could watch something with uh, uh, Princess Leia's mother, Debbie Reynolds, called "Singing in the Rain." See, I'm I'm tying this back to, to Star Wars, which is a musical about sound coming into film. It's yeah, a great musical. That's yes. beautiful. Uh, Mark, yes. Mark. Yes. The other night, I was watching The Shining with my partner, uh, and he was like, I don't. 
I don't like how like weirdly wooden people are and kind of how like stoic they are in this film. I think he used those words. Whereas I was coming at it from perspective of like, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I think this is great. But I also wonder if there is like, that's a very, it felt a very 70s era way of acting to me. Is that the kind of thing that you are talking about right now? Yeah. Cause, just because like if you want, and then if you go from that to like 80s movies, same kind of thing. And we can also segue it from The Shining back to Star Wars because Dr. Sleep, Ewan McGregor, Star Wars. It's true. It's amazing. Hello there. Magical. Also, The Shining is in Ready Player One. There's Star Wars stuff in Ready Player One. Steven Spielberg directed a scene in Revenge of the Sith. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's the director. Isn't he who, like, Lucas kept referring to, like, during the, when he was making the prequels, he would, like, always be, like, chatting with Spielberg, and he'd be like, the director says, and everyone's like, you're the director. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I want, before I forget to, Mike had a joke about what the, the name of the, the hermit crab, the hobbits, or, where Jermaine oh, yeah. told, told us then, did you write that, Andrea? Or is that Mike? No, I was the one that wrote that those little crabs were the Ewoks. Or like I was saying, are these the Ewoks of Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jermaine told us last week what the name was, but I forgot already. Uh, it is but... in here, yeah. Oh, oh, I think that's a joke that Mike's saying, because he's calling them E Rocks. E Rocks. Like instead of Ewoks. Even though he's not, he's, he's making, he's supplying the dad jokes as well. So yeah. Perfection. Uh, and I also, we kind of touched on it, but with talking about the lightsabers, but I did like that Ezra was building a new saber here. And I didn't even think about it until Mike said it, but it is kind of interesting. Like last week, I was like, oh, I don't need a lightsaber. And then this week he's like, maybe he just thought it would be better to, to have one, two, in addition to using the force this week, now that they had a little well, bit of time. He didn't have a lightsaber, so he had to practice not yeah. having a lightsaber and perfect the skills. And now he's access to lightsaber stuff. So he's like, I'm yeah. gonna make a lightsaber. <laughs> he's chill. He, he literally ends up in a ship where like there's the, like, the, the actual droid that helps yeah. everybody make their lightsabers. He's like, time to do it. <laughs> and if people have played the, the Jedi Fallen Order Survivor games, that's like that whole setup right there felt very reminiscent of like how you can like modify your lightsaber as Cal Custis in those games. It's like you have like a whole like like work table there to do like all the different modifications to it and stuff. So that was almost like what Ezra was doing. Uh, and I liked that of course Hu Yang kept there's only apparently two of those parts of the, the blade emitters uh for hilts. One and Kanan got one and Hu Yang kept the other one just in case just in case Kanan never needed uh, a backup for it. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I, it's I, I so like nice. to how Hu Ying found out that Ezra was was Kanan's uh, Padawan. And mm -hmm. I I thought that scene was kind of interesting too because you could kind of see like how that was making Sabine feel in a way with like how her because how, it was making her reminisce or like at least think back to like Kanan and Ezra's Padawan master relationship and then like kind of like how her and ahsoka has gone which when they get to their kind of tete-a-tete -tete, like on top of the ship shortly thereafter like ahsoka says that she'll like stick with her no matter what i 
I think that's, you know, I mean, obviously that's what kind of ultimately makes her decision later on in the episode to not also, even though like her whole mission, like this full season was to go get Ezra, to bring him back and go with him when she had the opportunity to jump and like have him help her, which I liked that whole idea of like jumping enough and then getting the push, the yeah. force push to like basically like double jump in a way. And then, like, he would have done the same thing for her. Uh, but but she... then she just chooses to stay with Ahsoka and help her, because otherwise she probably figures that Ahsoka probably would have died if she oh, yeah. didn't, didn't stay there. So well, well, she chose her. She chose to be with her. Because yeah. I see Kenny's face. Like, she chose... Mm -hmm. That's And that, I think, is part of that arc of Ahsoka and Sabine, obviously, of, like, what does it truly mean and this is something i'm constantly thinking about because i think jedi the whole jedi order is stupid and like it, it like you could very reasonably like let's take an example from clone wars uh where literally masters were saying like okay like it's like barris like i remember when barris and ahsoka were buried under that building and um luminara was just like to anakin she's like you gotta let him go am i right like mm -hmm. It's all yeah. about like not like holding on to things. And that is damaging. That's not how we're gonna it's like like what I said about feelings in the earlier. That it's about people with their emotions. It's good. Yeah, it's about loving each other and believing each other. And it's like it's almost like by letting go of of not the burden or like of like integrating these different parts. It's like the actual integration of like dark and light, right? Like you're integrating different yeah. parts into the whole that it's not so binary. Like Ahsoka is able to extend like love and this connection. And then Sabine responds in kind and she wants to be with her to support her. And it's, and it is a fabulous moment. The Jedi donate therapy, except they all, they're all murdered. So everybody who's left needs some good trauma therapy work. <laughs> yeah. They need so some inner child sense. work. They, oh my god, because all of them were taken as little babes, as little children. Yeah, they need, some of they them are their inner child. Some of them were raised to be child soldiers. So, yeah. there's a lot uh, in there. Um, Kenny. <laughs> so a lot of the choices I feel like people made in this episode flow like flowed really well from things that had been set up. Like that did make sense. You could kind of see these different like right. moves that they would make emotionally. Yeah. Uh, the other no, I don't know who put this, but one, someone said one thing I kept wondering if is if the term Jedi has lost its meaning. Who is that? Any of you or is that Mike? I don't remember that. I didn't say that. So he, he wrote one, if that was Mike, it was, so one thing I keep wondering is if the term Jedi has lost its meaning or been redefined because to me, now it's more of religion, a construct of rules you follow it has little to do with the force other than use it for good. Maybe Ahsoka will officially redefine what Jedi are. Yeah. I mean, feels like she already is, right? Again, even by like the connection of like, I, I'm going to be the one like almost like taking the lessons of anakin and using it for good like i feel like that's already taking the idea of jedi and making it loads better i honestly think that it's more powerful whenever she is labeled as a ronin as opposed to her constant labeling of being a jedi or whatever the other term that was 
used earlier in the season because Jedi is such a laden term, especially now. And if the thing that we love about Ahsoka Tano is trying to grow past what the Jedi are, I would really prefer relabeling uh, completely. I don't disagree. In the first episode, I kept being like, stop calling her a Jedi. She's not a Jedi. She actively yeah. was like, I'm not a Jedi. So, yeah. And it's come up a couple times, but it almost feels like for the sake of just like ease, that's the term it keeps getting used. And I would have liked a real total like, you know. Bakken Jedi. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Or like an actual Star Wars in-universe term for a Ronin. <laughs> <laughs> something yeah why not i mean yeah why not just use the term ronin that's that's fine with me and like as much as i i loved huang like great shout out to david Tennant. Hmm. um but like why would she be hanging out with this like totally pro jedi like by the book you know what I, I don't know like why was she hanging out with him uh, the only thing i could think was because I mean that's like her like literally like her only connection that's left or or alive. Yeah. At that's this true. point cuz that's true. Cuz yeah cuz Obi-Wan would be gone at this point, Anakin is gone. You're right. Her you only friend. friend. She's yeah. like I just need one friend. He's like a he's like a walking audiobook too. You can tell her the history of the, the galaxy part 1, 2 and 3. Yep. Part 1's the best obviously. He can read Reenact Doctor Who for her. Yep. He did arrive in in canon within the Star Wars universe in the books. He did arrive in a big blue box. I don't I, hate it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> hate that either. I kind of love that. It's like every time there's a Doctor Who reference in Good, Good Omens, you're just like, this is nice. <laughs> I'm having a nice time. <laughs> there is a story. Very high expectations. That is actually, Love I don't it. know about you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> the Sandman. The yeah. Sandman could not have had higher expectations in my heart. Blew it out of the park. <gasps> we got a Neil Gaiman fan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, weirdly, that's another one where like, I feel so strongly about Neil Gaiman stuff, but I'm a little bit like, who knows? Could be fine. And then, every, and then when it is good, I'm like, yes. Like I was and terrified I... to watch Sandman. I was terrified. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when hey, Matt Smith was going to be in Rise of Skywalker at one point? I had no idea. What? Yeah. That, and I, I think all his stuff got cut out because I, I, I believe that... I don't want to go too much of a tangent with this, but like he was originally going to be in the Colin Trevorrow version of the movie mm. where Palpatine was still going to come back. Palpatine's pine but, but Matt Smith would have been like, like this cloned... <gasps> like younger version of Palpatine that would have been. Remember, I don't remember Palpatine in, in that script. Somehow somehow he returned. Aspen, have Which... you read the Duel of the Fates yet? No. You gotta read it. No. Okay. Which uh <laughs> I don't know none of you are on this last week, but I I did like when uh Sabine was recapping the original trilogy to Ezra. Uh and she and he's like oh the Emperor's was killed. She's that's what people say. I was like, ah, oh, I hated that. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like, all right, okay. All right. I was like, all right. As someone who doesn't think of Rise of Skywalker as canon, I hate every reference to it. Yeah. 
And oh yeah, this is we got we got to get to where look we got to get to the end of this episode because it's going to lead to my consternation and my even greater fears of what this what what the Filoni verse is going to do. Should we just fast forward? No, it's, um, Mark, well, it's, it's Mark. Oh, Mark. sorry, it's Mark. Can Mark, I have? Sorry. Can I make one last comment? Yeah, go I, I need to uh, tell you all about my crush on Hera. Oh, yes. my, my ever-growing crush on Hera. I love her. I'm in love. Is it like this version of Hera or Hera all the time? This version of her. What if she started speaking in a French accent? How would how would that what would happen for you? Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Zuto la. Oh mais oui. Yes. Je suis Anana. Her big honking tentacles turn into baguettes. <laughs> what? Twi'leks have French accents, canonically, Kenny. They do. I'm not even lying. I believe <laughs> you. You know more about Star Wars than I do. <laughs> any Anytime you have any lore burgers, I'll agree with you. I just know that you're right. Yeah. I'm into tentacle stuff. I poo-poo and pee-pee, and I want you to bring back jazz music. All right. <laughs> this is good. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny deserves this. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Agreed. Uh, Agreed with Andrea. <laughs> I can move through some of this stuff faster you guys love to mark so mark honey this is your podcast you move exactly how you want to you go off silent king mark honey don't let us tell you what to do Mm-mm. we're not the boss of you um i was just gonna say i, I liked ezra and asuka holding up the the ship after the tie attack i liked just like them working together with that uh mike had a I note like, of oh god I, I like ezra's beard mm. and i also really like that i really like that actor in that role it's good i uh, it does feel like he's being asked to tamp down his charisma as well, but he's given me he's given me more of what I want from the show. And it's his piercing blue eyes that are that are hypnotizing like the hypnotoad, Kenny. <sighs> I'm so bewildered by it. If you're gonna give a guy contacts, make them match the actual characters. Make them violet. That's my weird nitpick. <laughs> it's a uh, this is a different timeline. Uh, the Rebels timeline, he has violet eyes, but because this is blue, blue contacts, you have it's, to assume different it's, timeline. It's such a dumb thing for me, but I was just like, well, if you're already going to give him contacts, why not give him the right contacts? It's not like he got a tiny little Harry Potter Daniel Radcliffe and he like can't wear contacts at all. You know what I mean? Why do I keep talking about Harry Potter? Ugh. I used to love it. We don't like turfs here. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I liked how... Because I wanted to bring this specifically because of the the name of the podcast was that Sabine kind of pulling a hold maneuver light with the the Tie Fighters by driving it through both those Tie Fighters, and then I liked how like she just kind of like was walking away from like the downshift to like took care of it. I did it, and Ahsoka looked pleased by that. One she was like, "Great job!" Gentle, gentle spaceship crash, crashes that happen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> oh, and then uh, with Sabine. Oh, so yeah, when they're also riding what I call the the rat wolves uh, to like the front door. I was you call asking, them rat wolves? 
Yeah. Sorry, I call them bat cat dogs. <laughs> I love that. I remember, when, I remember when they first showed up, like way off in the distance. I thought they were like Lothal, like Loth wolves, which I was like, that won't make sense though because they're not um, Lothal. But <laughs> I just love that other people are like, hmm, what are the other weird animals this thing is? It's just amalgamations. <laughs> uh, I asked because. Like Ahsoka's like, uh, Sabine, help out. I was like, was Sabine actually helping out here with the Force to open the gate? Or was she like that fourth or fifth person that's like helping to lift something up, but barely use the effort to like exert themselves when helping to lift it up because like everyone else is already yeah, you're like all that strength into... <laughs> like, Kenny, are you helping? You're like, oh yeah, I'm totally helping. It's so heavy. <laughs> I just think everyone's doing a great job. If we can just do a little bit more. I'm eat, like eating a burger with a, one of my other hands. You're like, my right arm is so strong. <laughs> <laughs> I am lazy. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But that does feel really like you could be like, is she actually helping? And then later when she does have this lightsaber come to her and she is able to help like with, uh, with uh, Ezra's force drums, you are like, yes, 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 my girl, you're doing it. So. Yeah. And then when they, they, the three of them make it through the door, I really liked this whole scene here with like all the three of them working together, like in their three kind of different styles. Like, yes, you know, double bladed, kind of mm -hmm. more samurai esque fight style. Uh, Ezra's, you know, kind of mix of using like the force, you know, like the force pushes and whatnot, and a saber. And then Sabine's kind of Mando Jedi stuff where she's using all of her tools of her trade together sabine is is walking as a, a mando turned jedi so that grogu can run as a jedi turned mando that's right because we all know how funny it looks when grogu walks so imagine what it's going to look like when he runs <laughs> like his little his little kermit feet <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. And the, I know you had a note about that that scene too, uh, Andrea. I did. What did I say? You said <laughs> one of my or yes, this was one of my favorite fight scenes. This season. that was one of my favorite fight scenes. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna admit something that's probably gonna anger people, and I apologize. I apologize, Aspen. It's the fine. last episode, I I fast forwarded over a lot of the fights in this in this last in this finale episode. I thought the fights were all magnificent. I'm also like, not typically a fight person, and so I'm like, yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And then see, this is why I I was questioning if this was Mike. Cause this doesn't seem like stuff Mike would type. One of my favorite saber battles now, so aesthetically pleasing. I think that was Kenny. Kenny, I didn't write any notes either. I have them all oh. right here in my little I mean, brain. Yeah, I, guess I mean, it, I, I, guess, I find all I of the fights, like... I find all of the fights in Ahsoka completely lacking in tension. And they that's are That's what aesthetically all... pleasing means. That's not, that's not what aesthetically pleasing yeah. means at all. It's like, it's like tempting to, to, to tamp. No, no, that's not what that means at all, Mark. No, that's not what that means. Aesthetically pleasing in bad are the opposites. 
One is liking it, the other one is not liking it. And I didn't like any of the fights because they meant nothing. Though it was cool whenever they were fighting the lightsaber and the one sword. That was cool. That's it. That's all I want. And also the zombie stormtroopers. That was pretty cool. Um, I... <clears throat> sorry. Uh, <laughs> I know we're, like, going through this. I was thinking this. You, Kenny is aesthetically pleasing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... I was thinking back to a lot of, you know, with a lot of the, with the force jumps, I was thinking back to what Jedi are able to do and how you, like, Jedi are so powerful and, like, force wielders are so, thank you, I am aesthetically pleasing, uh, powerful that things that, like, I remember there was a moment in The Mandalorian where there were some, like, super war droids and they were like, these droids are going to actually kill us. And I remember thinking about how, like, in Clone Wars, when they were faced with those droids, they were like, mm, this is a little annoying, but we got this. It's fine. We're going to, like, figure it out because, like, their power is so great, right? And it does, I do wonder what that does to, like, fights in terms of the, um, yeah, like, what the, the stakes are uh and what that means and i have like i was trying to think of like things that i watched recently where i felt truly afraid during a fight that like someone would die or something bad would truly happen to them and like not to keep going but we watched dr sleep after the shining i know this isn't about dr sleep or the shining and i thought it was fine i felt no fear that anybody would get hurt ever and i was like wow what's going on <laughs> i don't think the stakes of a fight scene mark honey you're a hottie. You're a hottie with a body. I don't think fight scenes necessarily need to have uh, stakes that are related to life and death every single time, but I do think that there needs to be some sort of emotional content that sure. is involved within each one of them, which is why so many superhero third acts uh, fall so short, because they're ultimately just kind of filling up time as opposed to the example that comes to mind is the George Powell War of the Worlds, where if you're breaking it down to Sid Field three-act type structures, that third act is freaking less than five minutes long mm -hmm. uh, because the function of it is just achieving your emotional catharsis and coming to the resolution of the story. And I find that the fights these things are just lacking in emotional content and i compare that to the force awakens a movie that i pretty much don't like uh but that lightsaber fight is so good because it is so emotionally mm, that's charged. true it is it is one of my favorite lightsaber fights period mm -hmm. because it is so emotionally charged I'm with you. Yeah, there. I, I don't want to just like, this is why I too would fast forward or like look at my phone during a fight scene. So I'm like, unless it has a reason to be here, I can tell you're just doing this for the action. It's like when you're watching a film and in Force Awakens, you know, that whole bit with like the like the creatures getting free on like Han's ship when they find Han, like Jenny Nicholson, who I is like a great YouTuber. And like she like talks about like those are moments where she's like time to go get more popcorn. Um. So and if it doesn't like actually if it's like, what is it for? Like, and, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Also, there's a part in Force Awakens where Kylo Ren's just like, he's hitting himself. And it's such a great actorly touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe good. Force Awakens is the best Star Wars movie of all time. Kenny Ooh. literally just said it, he hates it. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> you need to take that back. I don't like it. But the stuff that I do like really, really works. Which is the first 30 minutes. Um, 
uh, fight scene, and anytime Adam Driver's on screen. You just have some good soup, so that's why he's punching himself in the, the gut. Uh, and speaking of things that are good, I really liked Kevin Kiner's score again in this yes. episode. I thought I thought it was doing a really good job at like setting the mood as like the Night Sisters are bringing like the troopers back from the dead and making making them their own green fart clouds and armor. We had mm-hmm. with that 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 character that everybody thought was gonna be like like dark side Ezra earlier in the season or all these other weird theories that of what Merrick was going to be like he was going to be star killer from the force unleashed video games or somebody no he's just a green fart cloud I did I did love that because I wasn't aware that I was supposed to think that that was anyone until I saw that there was a discourse and I was like oh am I supposed to think that that's someone the show doesn't seem to want me to think that that's someone. Yeah. And then I, whenever it turned out to be no one, I was just like, okay, I was right. I didn't think it was anyone. I was like, oh, well, it's just a, <laughs> just a guy. But because Star Wars fandom can be broken sometimes, so, uh, everyone, they're just like, N- no, there's a secret. Everyone is secret. No one is who they are. Everyone is secret. And everyone is uh, Kenobi's grandson. <laughs> Bangs is Captain Phasma. Uh, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, get out of here. <laughs> she is too short. She's a fully grown For woman. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very silly. Hey, only yeah. only only Satine does that. For an audio, like from an audio perspective, that's not going to make any sense. <laughs> we will not clarify. <laughs> that's good. Oh, remember Satine and Obi Wan? <laughs> remember how Satine is related to Sabine? Yeah. And Bo Katan. Yeah. They're cousins. Satine and Sabine are cousins, and Satine and Bo Katan are sisters, and Satine and Obi Wan were in love, and she dies. So it's devastating. The end. But... <laughs> um. Anyway, please, Mark, it's your podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I in this too, I was like, why aren't I was like, you guys got to just, just chop off their heads with your lightsaber, just aim for the head. So are the zombie stormtroopers? They're new. We've never seen them before. Um, the Night Sisters reanimate things. Yeah, there like... there was cl- there was zombies in Clone Wars. Oh, oh, I'm and trying to think. I know in expanded universe bugs. books there was also like, I I didn't read these books, but I I've read things about stuff that happened in those books. Page turners, they were not. Oh, okay, uh, Yoda. They're coming to get you now, too. No. Yeah, this is what it was. Uh, yeah, the Night Sister. That's right. They channel magical ecor through a crystal orb to reanimate the mummies to defend their still living brethren. That's right. Yeah. So Night Sisters have brought people back to life before. So I thought they had. There is another Clone Wars episode where the bugs, the bug species or whatever, they also uh, are like weirdly oh, yeah. like uh, uh, there are reanimated um zombie bugs and it rules saw is in that one and it is out of control people should oh, watch yeah. clone wars ask oh, yeah. him do Geonosis. your saw impression 
wait, what's the thing he says? I, we must fight in the most extreme way. My sister died and I've never let it go. Boys, <laughs> deception. <laughs> That's my impression. I'm sorry, Guerrero. Uh, yeah. Cool. And see. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, I Andrea put had to know that she loved the zombie stormtroopers. Mike wrote that he could hear George Romero screaming at them. And then, uh, like the scene here with like Thrawn asking Morgan to stay behind to give them more time to depart for the planet, basically asking her to stay to, I guess, die. Uh, she says for Dathomir, uh, which I which I thought was interesting uh, with that. And then Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine coming up upon Morgan. Sabine wants them to stick together finally and not split up. Which was what caused this all, this whole thing with them getting split up in the first place earlier in the season. Um, and Ahsoka tells her to go stop Thrawn. And then we get the Morgan versus Ahsoka match, which is Morgan versus Ahsoka round two. Because round one. Another great fight. Was in the Mando. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like. That's right. Her, her first live action performance. Um, but Andrea, you had a note about the scene too. Just you just said that it was. It was another another great like again. Like the fights in this episode were great. Yeah. I, I got really to watch. I was very devastated by the loss of one of Ahsoka's lightsabers. Mm -hmm. oh, I know, yeah. my God. Yeah, I felt like I being a, stabbed. I have a joke about that later. We'll get to that. Uh, Ezra Sabine versus the Death Troopers, I, I liked a lot. Uh, and you can like you can kind of see like some of like the like like the zombie. Like I was like, did they decay this quickly, or were they already like dead bodies that have been reanimated before? Because like their like face was already like super effed up. Uh, it's yeah, the force. They've been, they've been reanimated so many times. It's, a, it's that magic with a K. It's the force. It's not the force. It's not it's the, the force. force. Kenny, it's not the force. The force Magic is in all the... living things. Kenny, Kenny. It surrounds it's... us. They're not living. And Kenny. penetrates us. It binds us together. It's the Night Sister magic. magic I didn't like Thrawn. Kenny Madison. I don't like you. <laughs> That's a lie. Oh. I like you so much. I like you so much. <laughs> I don't even want to know why. <laughs> It's fine. Thrawn wasn't um, compelling on screen, other than the I'm blue, the blue Andrea, and the red. Andrea, you're compelling, <laughs> but I'm still mad. <laughs> you know what I thought was cool too is that we finally got that shot of Thrawn that has been in every single trailer for the show for like the past six months or to a year. I was like, so that shot of Thrawn. Was from like what the last twenty minutes of the finale, and they put it in the trailers, <laughs> and it's it's like on like a very recognizable set from the show too. So like everyone was always like, "Oh, he's gonna eventually be on the Eye of Scion at some point." And I think that was like the first clip of that, like in one of the first, I I think in that mm -hmm. trailer episode that you were on, Aspen, that was the shot of. Thrawn was that back shot of him walking like away from the camera. It was that shot. 
I don't so weird. Put, I don't know. I don't like when they put stuff from like the last fifteen minutes of a movie or a TV show in a teaser trailer for something like seven months before it comes out. But but anyway. but you're not the boss of them. Yeah. But you don't I did, pay them bi weekly. I did I did like that we finally got the payoff to Sabine using the force to, to grab her saber like we've already kind of discussed because that, that was always kind of getting telegraphed that, that like that was going to pay off you know, like whether it's a lingering cup of the or lingering cup of the shot lingering shot of the cup or like her going to use the force while she was in the cell and like the room shaking nothing happens and then finally get it in this one um, mm -hmm. but I know we've already kind of talked about that so we can <laughs> move on from there uh, and then Ezra uh, finally goes for the head, cuts one off, um, and then Ezra and Sabine, we kind of talked about this a little bit, with working together to force jump push from the tower to the Star Destroyer, basically doing uh, a force double jump. And I had, when I watched it the, the second time after watching it, the first time I liked how the closed captions just all encapsulated the force theme plays. It does. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of brass happening at a certain point. I was just like, I love that. <laughs> it's great. Music makes me emotional. So, <laughs> and I'm the only one. <laughs> no one else experiences that. <laughs> That's what music does. Yes. <laughs> oh. And then, so you said Morgan sliced one of Ahsoka's sabers in half. And I wrote, and soon Ahsoka will return the favor to Morgan cutting her in half as well. But I'm, I'm too far away from the, the soundboard right now, so I'm not going to go to it. But I, I, yeah, I liked uh, Andrea. Yeah, Andrea left a note of the sound effect. <laughs> um, although you had you had notes about that scene, though, too. I don't. I don't want to keep. I just. I don't know. Like that bothered me. I don't know why. It just bothered me. And I have no re no reason. Just that's why I don't want to say it because okay. I have nothing to back that statement up. Just me whining. She'll have to make a new saber though, I guess, because that's like two sabers is a whole we'll thing. To, yes. Yeah. Well, it is now her whole thing. When she was younger, she only did one, twice, and then went on to two. Uh, yes. And then. What I really liked here uh, was Sabine and Ahsoka pulling a Back to the Future Part 2 and jumping atop the ship as Hu Yang, a Time Lord, is in the Doc Brown role. Oh, wow, wow. Nice. You thought you, thought you were only going to get one Back to the Future reference in this episode, but no, you got two. Uh, I, I, I out loud went, I love it when this happens. <laughs> Yes. I love it when that happens. It is fun to watch people get on top of spaceships while spaceships are flying. That is a visceral thrill. <laughs> I love it. They're like, they jump and you're like, oh no. And then they're like, and you're like, oh yeah. Screen I did not enjoy it, but that's okay. <laughs> Screen Crush in the one of like their Easter egg videos, I thought was funny because they showed a scene, that scene, and they, they played the Back to the Future score underneath it from that scene from Back to the Future Part 2 and it, and it works. 
So I'm, I'm assuming you can probably already find that scene multiple places on YouTube Shorts or TikTok or, or any any of the place that the youths are hanging out watching watching these these shorts and stuff. Threads. Threads, yeah. No. Threads. threads. <laughs> Definitely not on X or Yeah. So uh and then so they attempt to make their way to tag along to get back to their, their own galaxy with Thrawn. Uh Thrawn. I believe this is where he's talking to Ahsoka over a thing. So I knew you because I knew your master, perhaps. This is where a Ronin such as you belongs. Uh, kind of talked about it already. And then this is the part of the episode that I know where Aspen screamed or made some kind of sound at the screen, which is when Morai showed up there, just off in, back in the distance, chilling out and then flying away. So uh, As I, Aspen... Uh... I uh, mostly I just went Morai! Oh no 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 no! <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> um, does that happen? Uh, before oh that happens right before the like Balin hanging out on those ruins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah before yeah. before Return of the King ending to the the episode. Yeah 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 because there's like the 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 Shen piece um coming back Which yeah did the fantastic mr fox both on top of the the hill to mm -hmm. the 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 samurai tuscan raiders there Which and then I, I, i'm not sure what, like what the was that like other than i mean i guess it looks cool but i was like what is that just like her saying that she's like joining them i don't yeah I, it must be right like it's her being like yep i'll be one of you because like i am abandoned effectively uh so it's like her going her way and then balin um and i think i don't want to I, I know other folks like uh, yeah like andrea you called out when it's like standing on those ruins those are it's that is it's the painting it's the, it's the mortis yeah. stuff it's the the father and it's the son mm -hmm. like the the son and the daughter but the daughter is not there and so i like immediately it was just like morai and then also mortis stuff <laughs> which i like so more. right like so so is ahsoka and sabine being left there they're gonna are they going to explore you know yeah. like, are they gonna find that and yeah like, i i where Ezra, ezra's now with her uh and his, you know, doing his thing, and now Ahsoka and and Sabine are gonna check yeah, that out. I would, I want that to be true. Like, I want it to be like they're getting back to the core. Like, I think that kind of lore stuff is very interesting. Yeah, and agreed. I feel like Balin is he clearly has this thing where he's not trying to be part of whatever the battle is right now. He wants to get to something beyond it, and yeah. it it must have to do with these Mortis gods. And I'm curious as Ahsoka basically has like the power of the daughter in her and has like Morai, like keeping her safe, like what that means. So I would love for that to be part of it. Um, I want to see where that goes. So, and I also like another Lord of the Rings kind of thing. There's like off on that mountain scape, he sees like what there's like some kind of like beacon or some kind of light that's like <laughs> the beacons have been lit. Um, yeah, I, like I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but then like I saw it, so I'm wondering like what, whatever the heck that beacon of light that's coming out of the mountain way off in the, the middle distance is meant to be. Um, mm -hmm. 
Gondor. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sean Bean's just hanging out over there. <laughs> Mike also thinks this is maybe like because of like because because I've sent him plenty of stuff. He's he's thinking because of the Mortis stuff being there that maybe there's some kind of world between worlds portal thing here where uh, they'll be able to leave Peridia to make it back to their own galaxy at some point. But are the Dathomir witches not native to this planet? They're they... native to Dathomir. They are. Where's Dathomir? In Where... the Star Wars galaxy. Okay, so uh, they have nothing to do with this random planet. They do. I think this is where they originated, oh. and then they ended up. And I think that was in the show that they said that that they originated here. This is like their ancestral planet, uh. and then they ended up on Dathomir. Okay. You know, Penny like, men, is like so men bored. are from Mars, and, and women are from Venus, and then we came to Earth. It's just it's all uh, very daunting because there's no emotion attached to any of the lore for me. That's interesting. That's true. I feel deeply like I loved the also, Morris arc. Yeah. Look, I paying attention to the discourse yesterday. Yesterday was the 15 year anniversary of Clone Wars. A nine year anniversary of Rebels. Uh, so, you know, I think that we need a good, clean repilot, you know, helping folks like me get on board without having to watch recap videos. Listen, Kenny, I know you're feeling left out. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. Sorry. There's, um, I, let me see if I can find it for you, Kenny. There is a list of which episodes of Clone Wars to watch that matter. <sighs> well, Kenny and I are going to be on our podcast. We're, gonna, yeah. we're going through all of the Clone Wars episodes. It will take a very long time, though. So it probably should be. <laughs> yeah, much longer than the Star Trek contingent part of it. So excited for Aspen to watch Code of Honor. What? <laughs> what you guys might have to do when you get to Clone Wars is maybe watch it in the arcs and connect, watch the arcs mm -mm. in relation mm -mm. to. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 Silent King. We watch it in chronological order. release order, baby. It's true. It's true. What if they were all released in the same day? <laughs> what if in some world? I mean, uh, when, when, when we... you get to see when you get to season six. That season was all released on the same day because it was dropped on Netflix. Uh, we'll figure it out then. So good luck with that one. <laughs> um, Mark. Yes. I know this is your podcast. This is your podcast. But I do have to tell you something. Silent King. I gotta go sleep sleep soon. <laughs> oh, we're, almost, we're, we're almost here at the end. Aspen's a honkshu sleepy time king. <laughs> Yeah, so also I know that I'm the one who keeps <laughs> interjecting. So I'm me, the problem here. Tell me why Thrawn is great. Here no, Mark, you keep you finish. You do you. You do you, King. So Ezra sh shows back up on the ship, which I thought was kind of funny because I was like, oh, they so they can land and everything on the ship, and then like they get all weird, and, like, like they're like, oh, who's who's this guy getting up? I was like, every other Star Wars movie, they they've like checked codes and stuff to let people land on their ships and like he just land landed in there and then they're going to check to make sure he's okay which i guess kind of maybe just kind of shows like how messed up the new republic is right now because they're just like all this kind of stuff's all whatever 
Um, right. I did like that Chopper here can tell that it's him. Like Chopper's almost like a dog in a way in the scene. Uh, Chopper's already... perfect. Yeah. He's like, I know who this guy is. I'm a war criminal, but I'm also a dog, and I like Ezra, and I can smell who that is. Chopper was perfection. Yes. The best, the best characters on this series, on this series, was Chopper, Huang, Lothcat. <gasps> Who's the taking Lothcat? care? Who's taking care of the loaf cat? I am. I am. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown's character. Come here, loaf cat. Uh, I, I, I didn't like that scene. I didn't like the scene of Ezra returning home because it was uh, the most tension that the most tension that the show has had since the first episode. And it doesn't make sense because the audience knows that it's Ezra, but for some reason, the filmmaking language is telling us, we don't know who this is. We know it's Ezra. The pieces have been put in place that we know that it's Ezra, but for some reason, they are shooting it in a way that is trying to suggest that this might not be Ezra. And then it turns out to be Ezra. So why have that tension? And then you couple that with the fact that the reaction is not laden with any emotion whatsoever, not even a little bit bittersweet, which I would understand. And I think that they're kind of almost doing that emotion, but it's just kind of a hi, hi Hera, I'm home. Uh, and that would be a lovely tragic note, but it's not played that way. It's just kind of played so matter-of-factly, except for the fact that they play it for real tension. It's infuriating, because where was that tension in literally any of the... Oh, gosh. They I played don't... that so that I could stare longingly at Hera for a good minute. Yeah. I could admire her. I could admire my lady crush. Kenny was for Andrea, did you hear? Yeah. Also, I, I don't I... think that they thought that you would think it was really a dark trooper <laughs> i i know that but the filmmaking the, the freaking the shots the shots the shots we've seen that shot in a billion different other things we're copying that i know how they're playing it because that's what they're wanting us to, to feel i i, I went lambda and then i went oh it's ezra lambda <laughs> yeah lambda yeah lambda yeah oh, very good. Uh, it didn't bother also, me so much but i hear you it and also it's indicative of the fact whenever Sabine and Ezra reunited and it was kind of met with a friend hug. Shows completely devoid oh of information. That scene, oh my over. god, don't get me started. Oh hey, I thought you've been dead for, but you know, hey cool. You want to go get lunch? Literally, you yeah. travel to another universe! I, I thought you were and dead you and do I love you. The equivalent of whenever I see my old college roommate? Hey Mark, you want to you wanna keep talking about the end? Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna. I was just gonna say that that scene with uh, Hera and Ezra made me tear up. <laughs> Again, Hera. And also, yeah, I was gonna say also, Mary Elizabeth Winstead there as Hera. I, I'll say I agree with like when Sabine met with. So each time somebody else reunited with Ezra, it was a, a higher level of emotion each time. So. Sabine, still kind of like a weird reunited reunion, yeah. Oh. Uh, and then like Ahsoka, like hugging him and like smiling and laughing uh, when she saw him, which was the first time they saw each other since they were running out of the world between worlds in uh, Rebels. Um, and then because like 
since Hera's essentially Ezra's more or less like adoptive mom, it was essentially like a mom seeing their son again that she, she pretty much teary. assumed, yeah, was like dead. Yeah, like you could tell. That, like I thought that was done well there. So I, I liked that, and I thought definitely of the characters that had connections with. Uh, and I'm sure Chopper was crying too. Oh, um, yeah. but, 100%. Uh, of all the characters that do have a connection to Ezra, I think that one was like the most powerful kind of reunion with that. And I did like um, the shot here, like where it was like a match star wipe too, where like Ezra's walking across the scene. And as he's walking, it cuts to the shot of Sabine walking and like almost matching perfectly to that. I thought that was, I just thought that was like a cool like visual thing there uh essentially showing how they've kind of swapped flights there well i think you're cool mark well thank you I agree. Uh, thanks uh and then uh and then we cut to ahsoka and sabine looking out the sky uh sabine says she says i felt like just shadows in the starlight and then again in the closed captions hope music play the end music was beautiful like okay. I, it like went into the credits as well and I just sat and listened and I was like this is nice I'm, I was like it's a like, out loud I was like it's a beautiful piece of music I loved it it just yeah. the captions got it right the uh, captions were like Aspen loves this music <laughs> but yeah, it said on mine was, it was so weird I, I thought that was weird <laughs> <Nice>. yeah <laughs> and then uh, we see us uh, seeing Force Ghost Anakin here that's uh, what made me cry yeah. I cried. <laughs> and then that's that's the the end of the episode. So I'll let everyone kind of say whatever their their other thoughts of that ending work. I know Andre had some notes about that. I don't know if we've already covered all of them. If we did, good. If not, I'm um, just kind of like I, when I first I, I admit when I first saw that I was kind of angry, but then as I started thinking about it, I just like again I just felt like they were using the Anakin flashbacks to create emotion because of our because of our like the motion was created by us wanting to see anakin and and us the emotions we have towards these characters but they're not actually showing us any emotion so i was really annoyed when he appeared and then i started thinking about it and i said okay i liked the things in the world between worlds i loved all that i thought that was beautiful the way they put that together we could have skipped her using the training video I thought that was a gratuitous extra shot of Anakin and then have this at the end. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker all the time, all the, all I the get, I time. I love Anakin. Just, but... just walking as a force ghost, not even saying anything, just walking next to a silk. Okay. Honest question for you, Mark. Yes. You find out that this person that you that was training you that you cared about became Lord Vader, killed everyone you love. You're gonna watch your training video of him. <laughs> Mike's like, sure, what? <laughs> you're gonna watch. You're gonna rewatch the training video you have with him. Uh, fun fact: my old boss was a Zodiac killer, and we had great conversations. And I love him so much. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Mark's pulling up a, a hologram of his old boss. I am very He's excited for this. Christensen. 
I'm very excited for this sassy mark that we've got uh, almost two hours in. Yeah. You keep talking for yourself. I need to find it really quick. Okay. Um, what else can I say? Because I again, I thought that the the world between worlds stuff was great because it was this conflict that she she was even seeing the conflict with him. She was struggling with the the conflict. All of that made sense to me. The training video was an off for me. Like I, again, why would she be? Why would she be revisiting that with all the pain he has caused her? And then the force ghost at the end, in hindsight, does make sense because yes, right, he's gone. He's a force ghost now. Like I like that that journey for him. Like right, he he died, realizing the mistakes he made, and for him to come back in that in that form, I think actually makes sense. So I would take out the training video scene that felt the least genuine to me. Um not here to talk us out of anything i i did think that they ever i mean it's not the first time he showed up as a force ghost he shows up at the end of return of the jedi so he's like hanging around with people that he loves and wants to like watch and stuff (laughs) but i think that there is oh mark found it okay okay i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna say that the reason osuka was watching it was i don't know about you coach but i hope that either all of us or none of us are judged by the actions we take on our weakest moments but rather for the strengths we show if and when we're ever given a second chance. Oh, damn it, Mark. Okay, <laughs> the show's over. <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's, that's from a person named Ted Tano. Ted Tano. That's Ahsoka's dad. He's got a mustache. But it looks like the Laku on her head. But it's mm-hmm. just on his face as a mustache. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, we we solved Ahsoka. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I gotta I gotta talk a little bit too. Oh god, I don't want this. Look, it's gonna be it's gonna be short. Maybe. Uh huh. Because I think I think what I I've what I am scared of bringing in these zombie troopers and i'm thinking i'm thinking with these zombie troopers i'm thinking that dave filoni because this is what he loves to do dave filoni likes to take bad things about star wars and turn them good uh case in point aspen saying that clone wars fixed the star wars prequels great wonderful they had fixed them it just fixed made them, them better F- fixed watch. them <laughs> fixed them they're now 10 out of 10 movies uh citizen king casablanca episode two those are the top three for Aspen now because of Clone Wars. Uh, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking that Dave Filoni, what is creatively exciting him now is the opportunity to fix Rise of Skywalker and explain all of Rise of Skywalker. Case in point with all of these zombie stormtroopers, we're, we're going to go to Exegol. We're going to start explaining these things. We're going to have some Emperor stuff. I, I think that's what we're building to. That's what it feels like to me. Oh, fine. And I think it's going to fix Rise of Skywalker for Aspen. No. I don't want it to be fixed. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to explain all the things that we don't like about the sequel trilogy. Uh, and it's going to become 
that's going to be the that's Filoni's new project, I think. Yeah. We'll see. Which is unfortunate. We'll see. But Ahsoka season two when or Ahsoka in whatever else they do or that movie that yeah, they're making. Yeah, have they said anything yet about that? We've got Skeleton tr- Crew on the horizon, Mando season four, and some crossover movie. There is going to yeah. be the movie that I think we're all talking about that's like that these are all the things coming together. And it could yeah. be partly with like, this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of hope that there's before that movie that there would be more Ahsoka stuff. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. I don't. I, I like Mandalorian, but I don't need a season. I don't need a season four of that because that kind of feels like it ended like in a good spot for those characters to well, to pick it up for where they do a crossover movie if they do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree too because now Mandalorian yeah. is more yeah. the Bo-Katan story. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you could still use the name of the Mandalorian, but mm-hmm. not. But yeah, I so, do want to know what happens to Grogu. Okay. But little baby, little baby, little baby. He's got to have uh, time to grow goo. goo. <laughs> He's going to be in the other galaxy. That's yeah. off screen. So this is the part of the show where we wrap up. Uh, and I will now allow all, all of you to give plugs to your show. So go Andrea first, since you're the, the sole representative of your show. And then for Aspen and Kenny to, to plug the, their show. So Andrea... I'm Andrea. I am from Coach Beer's book club. Uh, <laughs> Two hours in. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Andrea. Nice to meet everybody. I'm. Uh, I love books. Ted Lasso, Star Wars, and Star Trek. <laughs> I like. <laughs> so controversial yet brave. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Do wait, do you, is it like a book club that people can join and stuff? No, we uh we read the books from Ted Lasso and then um talk about them, like how they relate, like what this what the book tells us about the show. Oh, that's nice. Aspen, no joke. You should listen to their episode on Johnny Tremaine, a book that I did not read, but it is such a good episode that is filled with a whole bunch of things that you will love. And I think it's like an hour and change feelings i mean i just assume you meant feelings <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's queer as heck oh it's say. gay and feelings that's yeah, my yeah. that's my jam yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh andrea or sorry thank you andrea uh and then for aspen and kenny oh god i'm i'm spotlighted uh oh yeah there, we're from we're from the Trek Wars pod, uh, Trek Wars podcast, the, uh, as Kenny likes to say, the only podcast he thinks on the internet that's going through. Well, I'm pretty darn sure. Star Wars. I'm 99% sure. Star Wars and Star Trek in chronological order and pitting them against one another because art is binary. Uh, so, and we have a variety of different places you can find us. I never do the inch spiel, so I'm trying to like st- stretch and be a better person right now. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, Trek Wars Pod. Also, uh, TrekWarsPod.com. You could become a, I don't know, you could give us money if you wanted. <laughs> we do cool 
talking stuff. I don't know. Uh, uh We also still sometimes do the uh, uh, Twitter. That's Trek Wars Pod as well. So, yeah. I think we're cool. We don't, we are not usually this mad at each other. <laughs> no. Uh, also, I'm very excited for the next episode that we're putting out because we've got a Halloween episode that lined up pretty darn nicely. Uh, which is why I'm very satisfied with sticking to chronological release order because sometimes wonderful serendipity just happens. Yay! It's fun. Nice. Uh, and then for Holdo Maneuver, uh, for if you've been listening two hours in, um, that's going to do it for this episode 57. We hope you enjoyed our discussions this season of Ahsoka. Um, and we'll be back again in two weeks because now we'll need a break after all that for episode 58 for whatever that episode's going to be about, which I have no idea yet. Um, and then you can leave us a review on the podcast after your trouble allows you to do so. Help, helps us out a lot. You can find the show on social media at Holdopod in all the places, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, and then Mike and I are also on those places at our first and last names and our editor of Actor is also those places at his last name factor and then you can email us at holdopod at gmail.com and as always we are grateful to george lucas for creating the star wars universe thank the maker this oil bath is going to feel so <laughs> bye everybody thank you Hi. there's probably videos here that are being recommended here there everywhere